rightthethingmedia.com. The network, oh, without constraints. Hi everybody, welcome to Wrong Term Memory. My name is Jack. And my name's Colin. Jack, how are you this week? I am I am super. As we record and the sun is out, so it's um it makes a massive difference that to general life. People are happier walking about. There's more people outside, walking the dogs a pleasure, rather than get out and getting soaking wet. So yeah, I am I'm doing good. What about yourself, man? Yeah, similar. I, I've been out the last two days at once I went to the post office yesterday. Sunglasses on, thoroughly enjoyed it, and it's Lisa's birthday this weekend. So I went down to Marks and Spencer's at Silverburn today and got a birthday cake and that was nice as well. I came out at Silverburn and just sat in one of the wee chair things in the sun for about five, ten minutes before I went back to the car and it was probably the best five, ten minutes of the day. It was nice. Yeah. For people that don't know Silverburn is a massive kind of shopping mall or whatever, like a big shopping centre in Glasgow, so you decided to bounce down there and then take a wee, a wee seat in the sun, it is nice, like I, I'm fat and ginger, so the sun doesn't particularly agree with me, I'm actually sitting in my office with the, the curtains shut because it just gets too warm, it just my, gets far too warm, so. Yeah, my next door neighbour's just got a hot tub to him delivered and set up, and <laughs> I've never been more jealous in my whole life. Oh, that's mad. Like, years ago, I went up to my pal's, my friend's house, and he had, like, the blow-up one. Yeah. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. And it, it was class, but, like, it was a lovely day, and you're just in and out of that, man. And it's brilliant. Yeah, I love them. We've been to a few, kind of, like, log cabins and stuff that have had them and stuff, and spent, like, a whole weekend in them, just sitting drinking. It's, it's class. It's I'll love one in the back garden, but it's not happening anytime soon. Nah, right, Couldn't do it now anyway, because I'll be copying the neighbours and you can't do that, so... No, you even, don't want even to if I wanted be, one, it'll need to be at least a year's wait now. Yeah, you don't want to be accused of keeping up with the Joneses, you nah, know? Yeah, definitely not. Right, today we are looking at child prodigies. This is kind of a short-term memory idea, basically looking at the date that this is coming out. So this is coming out on the 22nd of March. I took a little Wikipedia, which is our best friend, basically, when it comes to stuff like this, and I found out that back in 1997, on March the 22nd, there was a girl, a little girl called Tara Lipinski, and she was aged 14 and 9 months, and she became the youngest women's world figure skating champion ever, and that sent me down a sort of child prodigy rabbit hole, so we're going to be looking at Kids that are easy, smart and shit, basically. <laughs> cool, sounds good. Um, I have questions already, though. Right? Right. So my first question is, and this is in no way besmirching you, the work you've done putting this pod together, right? Because I actually quite like the idea. However, child prodigy, to me, I'm not sure that means good at ice skating. To me, that seems that they need to be like a genius or they need to be like they've invented... I don't know, the theory of relativity or something like that. They need to have done something mental. I don't think they're able to skate and do a wee curtsy at the end makes you a prodigy. But maybe that's just me. And I do come from an ice skating background, I have, you know. I was a fine ice skater in my day. Were you one of those guys with uh, Bower ice skates? Yeah, I was originally, yeah. I um, had Bowers. And then I was that much of a wanker, mate, right, that I convinced my mum and dad to spend 200 quid on a pair of bright white uh, Nike uh, hockey skates um, 
really pretentious, awful, garish-looking things. And I used to take them with me up to East Kilbride um, Ice Rink on a Friday or a Saturday night, do a bit of speed skating, um, spray some people, and act like a general ticket. And uh, that was my weekends for quite some time when I was about, I'd say, 14 to 16, maybe that kind of age group. I think I was doing that with a bunch of pals. Yeah, well, we're kind of doing similar things in the sense that a few times I went to East Kilbride Shopping Centre on a Friday or Saturday night, but it wasn't to ice skate, it was to drink a half bottle of Buckfast and then try and speak to teenage girls, basically. I was a teenager at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, please just add that in. Yeah, that's just yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about when I was about sixteen as well. Yeah, that's cool. Uh-huh. It's um it, it was a good place it was a good place to do it. Um I, I don't know why, but growing up I used to I did always find and my, my group of friends always found that girls from East Kilbride were a little bit looser with their morals. Uh, compared to the, the local girls around about where we lived and grew up. I don't know why that was, but and I'm sure it's not now. I'm sure we're all in a great place, but back then, they were definitely a bit looser, those East Kilbride people. Looser? <laughs> yeah. I kind of get where you're coming from, mate. Yeah. I don't know if it's to do with uh, what's it not being a city person, but it's not like East Kilbride is like not me. That's, out in the sticks. That's but... exactly what it is, right? I used to live there, and that is exactly what it is. It does. It does have a massive chip in its shoulder that it's not Glasgow, hundred percent. So many fucking roundabouts as well. I do remember that. So many. I've... It's very tribal as well. Um, there's there's loads of different areas in East Kilbride, and they don't really like each other. Um, because yeah. I, I used to live in Greenhouse, which I, I used to quite like, even though it's probably the shittest area in East Kilbride, because it was the same place that Sonic the Hedgehog came from. Um, I was just about to say that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But you've got the White Hill and you've got the Murray and you've got the Centre and they are very, very, very tribal and stuff like that. East Kilbride's very much a place that you walk into a pub and they all look at look at you when you come in and they just know that you're not a native. They know you're an outsider. I, I was there for about, oh, seven or eight years. I, I bought my first flat there and it was very much, I never ever really felt it was home. Like, my local was always still the south side of Glasgow. All my mates were still on the south side. That's where I still went out and did stuff. I just happened to see a flat that I quite liked and I could afford an East Kilbride. And I worked quite close to East Kilbride at the time, so it was handy. But it never really ever felt like home to me. It's a strange old place. And you would have had one of those postcodes, like a, a G70 or something, which I kind of feel like kind of probably pissed them off a little bit as well because they don't have their own fucking postcode. Yeah. It's still G, but they're not G. That's it. A dead high number. Yeah. No, it was weird because I was always a G seventy six postcode, right, from the south side. I moved all the way up to East Kilbride and I was a G seventy five. So literally oh. one postcode of a difference, but everything else was very different. Um there's some cool people there, don't get me wrong, but it just it is a bit of a it's a place I'm just not that keen on, apart from the rice shrink I used to like going at that. And there's just we spoke about it before, the swimming baths were good. The swimming baths at the weekend I did a salt course up on it, a big inflatable salt course, which was pretty cool. Yeah, like a lot of places used to do that, for sure. Going back to your point about prodigies v genius, they are different things. Like, a genius, I suppose, you would have to, like you said, have the IQ, have the smarts, come up with new ideas, but being a prodigy just means you're miles ahead of where you should be at that, that age, basically. Like, in psychology, I think... It's um, a prodigy as determined as someone that's under 10, 
All right, that okay. is like producing what they would call meaningful output and it might be ice skating, it might be playing chess, but they're like performing to a level of an expert professional. That's right, kind of okay. how they term it. I suppose even then, if you're using that psychological term about the 10 year old, then Tara was 14, so maybe she wasn't a prodigy. But she must have been dead good at the ice game when she was like eight. Yeah. And she just turned she up in one day and went fucking... Yeah, she wouldn't have just started at 14 and been really good. It's <laughs> it's, it's difficult. I mean, I remember as good as I got, which wasn't that good, right? I could go fast and I could do crossovers and backwards crossovers. And I could right. do that thing where you stop and you make yourself stop by kind of turning your skate sideways and sliding so that the water yeah. and the ice all scoots up and hits people. I could, I'm asked a wank, those, I, a wanker, basically, yeah, an ice wanker. That that was as much as I could do. I mean, could I do other wee things? I think I could do like a pirouette as well, which is even wanker than it sounds. That wasn't very good, but I, I could pretty much do that, and I thought I was pretty cool. But yeah, when you see the things these people do, they're pretty awesome. Are the girls as good as the men? I don't know. I've got a question for you, right? Because usually, figure skating's a couple thing, isn't it? Like Torval and Dean, and all that sort of stuff. Is the talent in the woman who just lets herself get flung about and she trusts the guy? Or is the talent in the guy who's flinging her about and doing all that stuff? What do you think? Way to, way to uh, attack the the big issues. I don't fucking know and I don't particularly care, <laughs> um, to be honest with you. I think our being British very much, Tovel and Dean is all anybody knows about figure skating. I bet you I know a fact about Torvald that you don't know. Ah, pro- on you go then, mate. Fire away. They're not married to each other. They're not even banging. Yeah, I know that. Oh, I, okay, I only found out recently <laughs> and I genuinely couldn't believe it. I just assumed they were some mad old married couple, but they're not. No, they're just uh, figure skating partners. Just yeah. pals. They've definitely had a probably, they probably slapped a finger at some point. 100%, you know? yeah, definitely. Yeah. He's aged better than she has, to be fair. Um, which is which is kind of unusual. He 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 looks better for his age than she does. She's a bit, you know how like Richard and Judy. Judy's aged terribly, but Richard's still quite handsome. Right? Okay. Like he's the most Alan Partridge. <laughs> oh yeah, it's so Partridge is amazing. Um, yeah. I'm convinced he's going to end up getting that um, job that Fingmy's just walked off from. Um, Piers. Piers. Yeah, I think he's going to end up end up with that job. Um, but he is the real life Alan Partridge. But he has aged a hell of a lot better than his old wife Judy, and that's why I think she's not on the telly anymore. But he is. Mind how did these fell out at that award show? <laughs> <Yes. laughs> was that's it like the, the TV awards or something? She had this like big white brow on that was just like showing for <laughs> ages. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think she was on TV for long after that. It was a shame because they kind of they patched her. She was on. They did obviously this morning, and they patched them and they brought fucking John Leslie on for a while, and then he became a fucking nasty nasty man then it became Philip and Holly there's no comparison between old Judy and Holly is there Holly's amazing yeah. sorry got a bit of sandy clam stuck in your throat <laughs> what the hell was what was that noise you've never <laughs> That noise. <laughs> I watch music quite a lot, so I actually record it and then watch music during the day or whatever. Like, wow. if there's enough time, so that's, um, that's quite something. Yeah, so that's commitment, so I get to see a lot of uh, 
Alan Holly, and then occasionally you get uh, Ruth and Eamon Holmes, and Eamon Holmes is very much Alan Partridge as well. Yeah, they've chucked it now. They don't do it anymore. Right, so they must have just chucked it in the last week or two. <laughs> yeah, it's um, they, 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 they might have been on it this week. They only do the school holidays. Uh, a Friday is now Dermot O'Leary and Alison Hammond. Is it? Yeah. All right, okay. Yeah, they do the Friday. Um, Alison Hammond and Dermot. Breaking news for all you This Morning fans. Yeah, there I suppose you go. if you're a This Morning fan, you would have already known that. And if yeah. you're not a fan, then this is the most chronic conversation yeah, that's, ever nobody's, to. nobody's <laughs> tuned in for this bish. what, what no, were we talking about ice skating yeah ice skating <laughs> so Tara was fucking skating about at 14 and she had a she had an ice day when she won the, the world figure skating championship oh, boom boom yeah fuck. I'm really bad at puns guys um, you're getting better people I'm getting slightly better yeah it's a weird one because it's not like a practice <laughs> but it's like art or it's like art or whatever like you can get better yeah. through practice and I think because I'm consciously looking out for things more often not, not more often than not I'm not sitting down constantly <laughs> punning it up <laughs> but a lot of people don't like puns I'm a massive fan yeah they're I'm great we're in, we're in a couple of group chats aren't we where there's, there's quite a lot of puns whenever anything happens you're always a big fan of them yes I am indeed but We'll move on from Tara, the fake prodigy, because she was overage, to a guy called Kim Ung Yong. And do you want to know what he's termed as? <laughs> like I'd, love, on, I'd, love, on the I'd love to know, yeah. An actual genius. An actual genius? That's that's what yeah. they say? Okay. Yeah. It, sounds, it sounds like something like my niece would say or something. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, he's like an actual genius. Post Malone's an actual genius. Yeah, yeah he's, he's got a tattooed face and he raps and he's just, he's actually genius at it. Yeah, so this boy was born 1962 and I'm going to just read this verbatim basically. By the time he was, he could have conversations when he was six months old. That's but that's bizarre. Like I'm like speaking to speaking to an actual baby. Not an actual genius, an actual baby, but that would be bizarre. But yeah, six months he's having conversations and then by the time he was like four he could read in Japanese, Korean, German and English and he could then do all that calculus, wacky math shit by the time he was five and done a university physics course when he was six. Six years old. <laughs> Imagine um, how much of a dent in your confidence that would do if you were just what happened to be in his class and you'd been studying your whole life 21, 22 and <laughs> a fucking toddler walks in <laughs> and just takes a piss out of you. Yeah. Oh, I've just Googled him and I've seen a picture right. of him when he was a baby, like, like a wee toddler picture and he does look like a fucking boffin, man. <laughs> like, they do if they look... I know exactly... I've not seen a picture of um, Kim Ung Yong but I know what he looks like yeah like see if you saw him in the street you would think he's good at maths they yeah. just he's got that wee boffin <laughs> look about him it's a bit weird though like there's it's mad because that is like he's not done something at the age of six months that's made him learn how to talk it's just came naturally he's obviously just naturally gifted he's got a brain that works very very differently to most people I would imagine there's, there's not like He's put in if he's at four if he's doing complex yeah, he's calculus. Not in our yeah, he's not like decided I'm going to do that. I'm going to get right good at that. It's just 
a gift he's obviously got, which it comes naturally to him, and that is, it's amazing. Have you ever seen that? You've, you've, you've ever seen that that um, Big Bang Theory spin-off, that Young Sheldon program? You know, I don't like the Big Bang Theory to start with, so I, right. I, I know what it is, but I have never watched a second of it, mate. Right. Well, it kind of shows you Sheldon. I've only seen some of it, but it shows you Young Sheldon basically getting skipped through the classes and stuff like that, and he's at junior high and high school in America with all these proper near enough adult kids, and he's just this wee boffin. And it must be a pure shite existence for them, because... You've got nothing in common with MD you're with at school. It must be really hard to make friends and stuff like that. And people will probably think you're a bit of a weirdo anyway, so I don't reckon it's much of a life. Not particularly. While you've got him Googled there, mate, what is he doing nowadays? Like, is there any indication what he's up to? Still doing maths, by looks of things. Loads of pictures of him in front of a... In front of a... A big chalkboard. Yeah, a big chalkboard, yeah. You can't see whiteboard Working now. Goodwill hunting. At the age of five, he appeared on television and shocked the audience by solving different equations. He worked at NASA. He worked for, he worked for at NASA. what age? <laughs> he was <laughs> <tell you>. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, he said um, I don't, he went to work for NASA, but he worked for 10 years. He said his years at NASA, I led my life like a machine. I woke up, solved the daily assigned equation, ate, slept and so forth. I really didn't know what I was doing. I was lonely and had no friends. There you go. That's what I was just saying. Oh my god, this is amazing, Jack. He, after working at NASA, right? He did. He actually did work at NASA quite young. He went oh. back to South Korea, and he was forced to complete standard South Korean schooling in order to get a job. <laughs> so he had to go and get his elementary, middle, and high school degrees before he could get an actual job doing civil engineering. Did they have to do military service? I presume he would have as well. So he, yeah, it doesn't mention that. And he made him do a bit of uh, showcato, mate. Uh, oh, I hate like, that. Pythagoras. Now, figure out the length of that hypotenuse now. Cunts like that. Mate, I can like literally bench base time with my mind. And you want me to do that? Yeah. Otherwise, no job. He says he's a bit of a... He describes himself in 2014 as a bit of a failure. I'd, I'd, I'm a bit of a failed genius because people look at my high IQ and my early start to life and look at me now. I'm just working as a associate professor in Shinhan University. Oh, just an associate professor. Yeah. yeah, he's not a full professor, just a half one. Yeah. yeah, an ass professor, as you say. Oh. Which is a bit surprising, like, to be fair, doing all that shit when you're young and then being at NASA and then ending up just a fucking adult teacher. That is a bit mad. He had an IQ of 210, supposedly, which is <sighs> triple digits. meant to be triple Ds, man. Like, it's meant to be like one of the highest ever. IQ kind of, I don't really understand it. I've never done a proper IQ test, but I've done one of those internet ones when I was about 18, and I think I got like 104 or something, like a pure proper bang in the middle IQ. See, when it gets to that number, it's kind of like exponential, if you know what I mean. So like... Hello friends, Colin here. The looks, the charm and the brains behind long-term memory. Just wanted to pop in and interrupt your listening pleasure to let you know about our Patreon and some changes that we've made to it recently. We've now introduced a £1 tier where you get absolutely hee-haw other than the sense of achievement that could only come from supporting two great guys like myself and Jack. We've also reduced the price of the two top tiers uh, by a pound on each of them just because we appreciate life is a little bit shit just now and uh, if we can make things a little bit better for people then we will so check us out at patreon.com 
forward slash wrong term memory and you'll be able to get early access to shows ad free and lots of bonus content think if you've got an IQ of 160 you're Albert Einstein basically that's what he had like 162 or something right and then like each point above that it's not like a, it's not like you just get one point smarter it's like that fucking mad graph that starts to go up the way yeah you know the one that just sort of spikes mm-hmm. yeah, IQ it's like such that. a huge difference when you get to those levels it just grows and grows and grows 210 like yeah your brain has to be wired different to have that higher number I don't know what you think about like I can yeah. see why it's like you must you walk about have a fucking conversation with me or you no. could you just be sitting there thinking this guy's an idiot like, Nicholas like <laughs> <laughs> <why> is that <laughs> that's it. it might be a bit niche for some people that reference there but it just sitting there going this guy is a simpleton basically I reckon he walks about and he just sees the Matrix code flying through his face all the time well, that's I, I, I do remember reading an interview with a guy who had an IQ of 200 and something, and he's one of those like proper failed geniuses. He was a bouncer for years or whatever, but he, pretty sure he said in his interview that while he was bouncing, standing on the doors, he would literally be thinking of like that matrix shit in his head all the time. Yeah. That's just what was going on in his head. It's just bizarre. It really is. It's yeah. bad. Absolutely mad. I only ever did one IQ test. I've did silly internet ones, did one, and it wasn't even proper. There was a programme on TV years ago, and it was the National IQ Test. And it was, I think it was Philip Schofield and Anne Robinson that presented it. And this would... Just during her weakest link? Yeah, maybe just before that or during that sort of thing. It was the National IQ Test, and you basically did the IQ Test on TV that you could print off the papers and the answer papers and stuff, and do it along. And there's a studio audience all taking part, and different celebrities doing it at the same time as well. And then you got your score at the end. And I was very much middle of the road, just average as well. She's back on TV again now, Anne Robinson. She's the new presenter account. New presenter account now. All right, okay. Which is a show for people with high IQs. One thing that I'm very much not good at is word jumbles and shit like that. I'm really bad at that. Terrible at it. I've never been good at anagrams and shit like that as well. So just um, never really been able to sort of wrap my head. I can kind of do the numbers. I usually get the numbers pretty close. Yeah. But the letters, I don't think I've ever got more than a six-letter word ever. Yeah. Ever. I think I've probably done maybe a seven a couple of times, but I cheat a little bit because I sometimes pause it. I can't do it in the time skills they give you, but I sometimes pause the telly and look at it for a little bit longer and I can come up with something that way. Um, however, see with the way Sky Q is now, when you pause it, it covers up the numbers. So it's a pain, pain, pain in the arse. It covers up the numbers and the letters on my TV, so I don't actually get to right, okay. when I pause it anymore. <laughs> but I did used to cheat at it a little bit by giving myself that little bit of extra time, but I could never do it competitively and be able to do it in the time scales and stuff like that would make an idea of myself I kind of thought like see if you're really fast at writing right and say the give me a C Carol don't give me a C give me a vowel O constant D see if you 
So you had like a grid, and then you just sort of fired it, the A down one side, and then along the top, and then sort of filled the grid out. Yeah. Do you know what I'm trying to get at? Like, if you if you were a fast writer, you could almost get the letters, not in every possible order, because there's probably about 40 billion orders yeah. that you can you know how, like, these but, mad numbers. Yeah. Like, you could probably, there's probably millions of order, but if you could get, like, some sort of grid, you could get it in a sort of funky order where you could sort of kickstart your memory. I thought about that. Yeah, apparently a good way of doing it is you you write the vowels down and you write the consonants in a circle around the vowels. Apparently that helps your brain because you're basically, you're, you're picking out the consonants and reading through the vowels and the vowels would always be in the middle of the consonants usually anyway. So apparently that is the way to do it if you're doing it on paper. Write the vowels and then just draw the consonants in a circle around those vowels, and it helps right. your brain to kind of draw visual patterns between the letters. I see. So that's probably like a better way of doing it than the way I was thinking, like yeah. drawing a massive fucking grid. But yeah, I think they give you thirty seconds, so it's probably as better. <laughs> probably as better to do a spider chart thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, we'll move on to Judith Polgar, who was a chess grandmaster, mate, at the age of. Well, fucking 11, I think. Um, she defeated her first grandmaster when she was 11. Um, she's from Hungary. And chess is a weird one, mate, because why is chess held in such high regard? I don't really know, mate, because I get the whole chess grandmaster thing and people are very, very, very good at it. But at the end of the day, it's just a board game, isn't it? It's basically Monopoly for squares. Um, yeah, and a lot of it, a lot of it is sort of memory as well because like if somebody goes H4 to B12 or fucking whatever the moves are there is a counter move to that mm-hmm. like a, a kind of perfect counter move and that's how Dern Brown you mind that thing where he played all, like 10 of them at once yeah and he was, he he was, was just playing like one against six yeah and two yeah because he was just playing them against each other so they must be doing like, oh, he's done that move, so the best move for me to do is then do that. So is it just a fucking memory test then? And we spoke to Sean Williamson about that. You can memorise all these sequences. Yeah, give us make a story around it and do it that way and it works. But I don't know, the other thing about like these proper competitive chess games that I don't like is all that fucking banging the clock to do as well. Like, so, you know, they do their wee moves and they bang the clocks to stop it. I never really understood why they do that. Yeah, because I don't think there's a fucking time limit. I don't like, think there's a speed chess. Yeah, so why did they always fucking bang the clock? I don't like that. It was a special kind of people at school that used to play chess. Um, I remember, I, I, I quite liked chess right when I was younger because my dad liked chess. Um, Aye, my mum liked it, so I played, I played against her for years when I was younger. Yeah, yeah we, we did a bit of a thing. We used to go to Spain quite a lot on holidays. I remember like, really young. And my dad used to always buy a chess set on holiday and bring it back. Like, I don't know why, but... He always bought a chess set. So I, remember, I always remember looking in shops and stuff in Spain and places like that at chess with him. And I used to play it with him every now and then and he enjoyed it. And I learned the basics so much so that I could play. I remember going to secondary school and there was a chess club advertised. And I remember one day it was raining and me and my mate went along to it. We walked in the room and walked straight back out again because... You know how in, in The Simpsons when Homer's like shouting nerd <laughs> when he goes back to school? It was literally that. You could smell the geek as you walked in the door. It was horrendous. It's just a game. I don't get why. Why is, why is there not a Monopoly Grandmaster? Why is there not a Game of Life Grandmaster or a Dream Phone Grandmaster? It's, it just okay, seems... When you're, when you're throwing dice about like that, that makes a fucking difference, obviously. But 
I don't I don't particularly get it. Like your your memory is good and Gary Kasparov. I like I had a wee electric chess set we would play against a computer. Kinda like very basic AI almost and you could put the levels up and you could try and cheat but you couldn't cheat. Yeah, I quite enjoyed chess for a couple of years when I was younger, but same as you. I don't think I ever walked into this chess chess club. I did walk into there was a lunchtime debating club thing. Uh, yeah. I, I went to that once and they were I can't, I can't remember what they were debating, but I made a complete cut at myself. Like I put my hand up and said something like You're all hippies type type idea. <laughs> like you, you, you say you love trees, but then you roll joints using paper skins or something. That was my argument against fucking climate change or something back in the day. Okay. Uh, every cunt thought it was a dick. Uh, <laughs> well, I, just, I, <laughs> I just remember that day walking into Chess Club and just physically thinking, I need to get out here or my VL is going to grow back. So I started to get out of the fucking place. Yeah, the debate club's better than Chess. I would say debate club's less... I think the people that did debate club probably get battered less than the folk that did chess. Talk their way out of it. Yeah, that's a good shout. Actually, yeah, they probably could. They're too too smart for the bullies, basically. Yeah, I'm going to have the, to, uh, the, the chess ones aren't as they don't have the street smarts. They've just got the the math smarts, haven't they? That doesn't really help you. Yeah, for sure. This is really convoluted here, but talking about chess and prodigies, mate, I've literally got a joke. Okay, I'm, I'm I'm ready for it. Hit me with it. Uh, so why don't I why don't I play chess with the prodigy? They know. smack my bishop. <laughs> oh my god! Right, fucking, we'll move yeah, on. I'm rooked after that Swifty. one. Then. Yeah, uh, Mozart, mate, you can take that. You can take this one. Amadeus, oh, Amadeus. Oh no, it's Wolfgang in it. Who was Amadeus? Don't know. Oh no, well, we get Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. That's his name. So, Amadeus, Amadeus. I don't remember where that, what that's from, but that used to be a Mozart song. So, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart was an Austrian composer. Uh, it was kicking about in 1756 to 1791. There's a black and white illustration here of what he looked like. He looks a bit mental. He's got a big, smart, fancy jacket on and big, luscious, long kind of blonde hair. He began playing the harpsichord at the age of three. I don't know what the harpsichord is. I'm going to guess it's some big fuck-off harp. And he learned to play his his first piece of music three days before his fifth birthday. He was composing his own music at five, and at six, he went on a three and a half years European tour with his father and his older sister, who was not too shabby a musician herself. Like, I think she wrote Chopsticks. Oh, right, okay. Three and a half year European tour. I mean, it was probably so long because there wasn't an airplane to get on. Um, that would be one of the reasons why it was three and a half years long. I would imagine uh, to tour Europe at that time. Music something I would love to be able to do, Jack. I've I've kind of played about with music in the past. I know you have as well. You started a bit of DJing and some some uh, trance music making quite recently. I got a guitar. I decided I was going to get a guitar and teach myself how to play guitar. I got the guitar. Uh, I went to the guitar shop. And I bought an acoustic guitar. I, I bought a black one because I thought it was the coolest looking one. I bought a CD to learn and I bought a DVD to learn. I looked at YouTube channels and stuff like that. I just couldn't do it. I, I think being left-handed was a bit of a, 
a handicap, couldn't do it at all. I had a keyboard. I really wanted to be able to play the piano. I'd love to be able to play the piano. Even now, I would pretty much give up any of the few talents I've got. I would swap them to be able to play the piano. But I just couldn't do it. I can play Toy Town uh, from Hixie and Sharky on the piano. Robert Miles, Robert Miles' Children. I can play yeah. that on the piano, and I can play. I don't know how to, how to say this. How would what's the best way to say this? Because I, I can't see it. There we are. You know that kind of Chinese music. Do 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 do. That little song. I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, I can do that on the piano, but that's it. Right. That is it. I, I would just love to be able to play. I've got a few friends who have pianos in their houses and been there a couple of times at parties and various bits and pieces and I've got a, one friend in particular who can sit down at the piano and you can just bark songs at him and if he doesn't know them he can play them for a second or two on his phone and just be able to recreate it and do it and it's just amazing amazing talent I'd love to be able to do that so all about the Wolfgang Mozart this guy was very very talented his music was shite I don't know into it to be fair but the skill and stuff he's got I would be very 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 jealous of yeah, I mind years and years and years ago, 16, 17, and going to this girl's house and she had a piano and she'd never mentioned it at all or anything and just started playing, right? Just started playing the piano. And you know, I'm a big, I'm a big softie, right? Mm-hmm. I ended up just greeting, man. Like, she was so good. Like, she was like grade, I don't know what way it goes, like grade seven or whatever. There's got the word, like, pretty sure, like, grade eight's like, you could play a fucking a concert if you wanted but she was like great or something and it was just like the fact that it was almost like a secret didn't tell anybody and then just to whip that out and I kind of get where you're coming from I would kind of love to go to Glasgow Central Station and they've got a piano in there yeah just do that thing one day where you just somebody just sits down ah uh-huh. and like people and stop in their day to listen to you and so that would be uh-huh. amazing <laughs> I know it's never going to happen because I bought a guitar, I had a keyboard, I did try, and I just don't have it in me to do it. I just don't have it in me. And I, I think at the age I am now, I'm probably too old to properly, to properly learn. But it's something I would love to be able to do is play the piano. I'd have loved that. I think like it's probably better than being able to play the guitar because we've all been at parties, we've all been at people's houses and some wanker gets the guitar out. Oh, the worst. Yeah, oh, nobody wants to be that guy. But the guy that can sit down at the piano and play stuff, that's pretty cool. That's, I think that's levels above being able to get the guitar out and fucking play fucking Wonderwall. This is where I started to have real technical difficulties, guys. So I'm going to cut this episode in half, basically. And the second half will be out next week because my fuse box went. And I'll explain that all later. But as always, thanks for listening. We will speak to you soon. Same time next week. Browse only the best pods in the best network. Quite the thing media.com. <laughs>